There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning to the podcast once again. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh. This is our Thursday edition of the podcast. We certainly are thankful for each and every one of you listening. Thankful for the folks here in Blaine, Pennsylvania, up on the mountain listening. Folks all over that tune in. Folks that have contacted us again this week. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, We want to be a help. We want to be a blessing. I'd like to invite you again to the services. We're going to be at 1030 this morning at the Manassas Community Baptist Church. That's 70 Back Hollow Road in Blaine, Pennsylvania. We'll be there at 7 o'clock tonight, 7 o'clock tomorrow night, which is Friday. And I look forward to what the Lord is going to do. The Lord's given us some unique and different services. And we just pray that God will continue to do so. Pray for those under conviction. We've had many professors lost, understand their need, others troubled about their soul. And we need a mighty move of God. We certainly are looking for a movement of the Holy Ghost. I need to weigh in on something before I began to teach or instruct in anything else. It is the matter of discord. And it's something I don't necessarily want to talk about. It's not something I'm pleased with. But what is discord? And discord is not accord. It's the opposite of accord. And the church was in one accord. But to be discordant or sowing discord is to go in and sow seeds of doubt concerning others. And that's where we get a lot of trouble today. In Proverbs 6 and verse 14, he says, Frowardness is in his heart. That's a naughty person. He deviseth mischief continually, he soweth discord. And it's interesting because the word of God tells us that naughty person is the one that soweth discord. Why? He has no desire to show it so accord. He wants to separate. He wants to divide. He wants everyone on his side. One of the great joys of knowing Jesus Christ is that a man can stand on his own two feet, stand on a King James Bible, believe the word of God, trust the word of God, and know that God can use the word of God in his life. And because you stand on the word of God, you don't need your buddies backing you up. You don't need all your friends surrounding you going, attaboy, patting you on the back, tapping you on the head. No, you just need the word of God. Verse 19 of Proverbs 6 says, These six things that the Lord hate, verse 16, yea, seven are abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet to be swift and running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. What an awful thing to sow discord. What a vile thing to sow discord, to try to drive a wedge, to try to cause division, to try to cause strife. And I realize every discord sower is justified in his own mind. But the word of God said it's abominable. It's an abomination to sow discord among the brethren. To go in and try to drive wedges for your own gain, for your own profit, to prove your self-worth, to prove your several abilities, to prove that you are right and they are wrong. What an abominable thing. 
Yet men today don't, don't consider that. There are men that give no consideration to discord sowing. It does not cross their mind that what they're doing is discord. And a lot of times it's malicious. I've heard people over the years, how dare you fellowship with them? How dare you associate with them? I had an experience several years ago, I'll tell you a personal story. And because of another preacher that I'm in fellowship with and would preach for every year, and he would have me in, and he has internet postings and internet uh, website, and he would put articles out there. And a man made a collaboration of articles of things he did not agree with uh, about the King James Bible, although he claimed to be a King James Bible believer, about the offer to the soul of Jesus Christ, although he believed in the offer to the soul of Jesus Christ. But he would find nitpicky to particulars and came up with an itemized list, sent it to a few men deliberately, willfully, and then denied that it was discord. He took the approach of some of the ultra-separated Baptists out there and said, no, you're to separate from false doctrine, to separate from error. We are to sound the alarm on those that are, are in error. And yet, he never came to me. He never accused me. He accused my association. That's what discord does. They make the association the guilt. They say, this, is a, this man is wrong. This man is a heretic. And the heretic label you know, it's thrown out there pretty easily today, but the reality of the Word of God is that if a man after the second and third admonition will not receive you, then he can be denounced as a heretic. But most have called me a heretic and have never come to me, or they come to me once, but they will not receive the Word of Truth. They talk in circles. They have one position in their mind. They cannot understand the Word of God. They cannot receive the Word of God because most of them don't have the Spirit of God. They don't have spiritual discernment to know the Word of God. They intellectually can come to Christ, but they cannot spiritually come to Christ. And so it goes out as discord, demanding separation. And, you know, and I'm just man enough, and don't let this offend you, but no man is going to tell me who I can be friends with, who I can have fellowship with, who I need to separate from. If God can't show me those things, I don't know how in the world a man is going to show me those things. But the pressure's on. And I'll be honest, I have separated from very few people over the years, but I've had many that have separated from me. And it's always accusation. It's always that he's done this, and he's done this, and he said this, and he believes this. And many times I've had men separate because of somebody else. And they say, well, you go preach for so-and-so, and he says this, and he believes this. It's maliciousness. And then they tell somebody else who then contacts and breaks fellowship, it is malice, it is willful, it is deliberate, it's not for the cause of Christ, it's for the cause of self-gratification, and that's an abomination before God. And these churches are damned that have that type of a ministry. I don't care what other men are doing that don't impact me. I don't care what other men are doing that don't impact me. You don't have to dot your I's like I do. You don't have to cross your T's like I do. I have a King James Bible, and I believe the Word of God. And I'll take the King James Bible and withstand any man that wants to debate or argue or dispute. And I found that men that want to do that, they end up talking in circles because they have no ground to stand on over the doctrine of repentance, the doctrine of faith the doctrine of the soul of Jesus Christ, the doctrine of, of justification. They have no ground to stand on. Therefore, what they do then is they leave there after talking in circles, talking in a whirlwind, and they sow discord among the brethren. What a nasty word. We need to break fellowship. What a terrible word. That means there was no fellowship. It was all false. It was all summarized. It was all because of they, they have established a standard of what fellowship is and not let God establish the standard. The fellowship is with the Son and with his Father. That is Jesus Christ. 
That's who the fellowship is with. And God's invited us into that fellowship. And if I haven't grieved God and the power of God is in the service, the power of God is upon the preaching, how in the world can I say that this is a heresy? This is absolutely a work of the flesh. And what they're doing is they're called the work of the Holy Ghost, devils. Just like Jesus Christ, they're saying Beelzebub has done this miracle, seeing souls converted. That must be the work of Beelzebub. They're not really saved. Seeing folks sanctified into Christ, that's the work of Beelzebub. They're calling good evil and evil good. Their separation stinks. Their ecclesiastical separation stinks. Why? Because they do not do what the Bible says. You have ought with a brother you to go to him. If he will not receive you, then you take that witness. If he will not receive him, you take the matter of the church. And you realize, I've never had anybody contact my church about the matter of doctrine. I've not had anybody in years contact my pastor and say, hey, we're breaking fellowship. Here's the reason why. I teach and preach the doctrines of my church where I'm a member. I'm not a pastor, but I teach the doctrine that our church establishes. And if a man goes against that, he's going against my church. A man wants to withstand me, he goes against the church. It's bigger than him. It's bigger than personal. It's bigger than a personality conflict. I've had people say, well, you just have a personal conflict with someone. No, I have a doctrinal conflict with people. Why? Because they do not believe the word of God. They will not let you take a stand on the word of God. And they're going to separate from everybody that's just not like them. And I'm not talking about these liberal compromises and these clowns and their contemporary outfits and their godless music. I'm talking about people who read the King James Bible. And they practice worship the way it needs to be and praise the way it needs to be. But they divide over the doctrine of the word of God. And they sow discord and call it God. It leads me to my illustration. We're in Matthew 15. And he said, then Jesus went thence and departed the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Let me show you what takes place with these folks. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. She called him Lord. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. And he answered not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered, said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, but he pushes her a little bit. He said, but he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And then look what Jesus Christ says. And Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is thy faith. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter is made whole from that very hour. What have they lost sight of? The ministry is people. The ministry of those that come to Christ. The ministry is those that believe the word of God. She believed this was Jesus Christ. She believed he was the son of God. She believed he was the son of David. She called him Lord. He knowing her heart, he tests, he pushes, she continues, she presses. And then he says of her, great is thy faith. What a wonderful statement. What a marvelous statement. I wish it could be said of me, great is my faith. I wish the Lord would say of me, great is thy faith, Tim McVeigh, but it's not always great. Therefore, folks are caught up in all this dissimulation, all this discord, all this maliciousness, calling for things that don't need to be separated from, calling for ecclesiastical separation based on doctrines they do not understand, they do not believe. And the reality is they're not King James Bible believer. They denounce a heretic without proving it. 
They denounce a heretic without going to the church. They denounce a heretic because their personal opinions or thoughts or the fact that they don't have a leg to stand on doctrinally. They cannot prove these things by the word of God. So they take what men today, and there are men that have many books published and many documents published that have used that approach, and they separate from everybody that's not like them. They call for others to separate, and they use that approach to deal with people. Yet, no one has ever gone. No one has ever discussed these things. No one's ever called the pastor. No one's ever gone to that man and tried to correct him. Why? They don't have the word of God to stand on. They don't even believe the King James Bible is the word of God. If they believed it's the word of God, they'd obey it. And if they obeyed it, they wouldn't sow discord. If they obeyed it, they wouldn't separate over things they don't understand. And if they obeyed it, my friend, they wouldn't call a man a heretic. What's the, what's the point of your message, you say? Here's a woman in great need. Here's a woman, Jesus Christ, even pushed her. Hey, let's separate from her. Stay away from me. Yeah, it's, I'm not going to give this meat to the dogs. She's an old nay, Lord. It's not the dogs. He said that the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And Jesus Christ lauded her faith. He spoke of her faith. Why? Because he understood what this woman came to him for. And these folks that separate, these folks that have these ideals, I tell you, friend, those ministries are dead. Those ministries, my friend, have absolutely destroyed homes, lives. Why? They cannot reach sinners. They do not have the ability to reach sinners because they look down their nose at sinners. I've been in churches where they they laud this ultra separation and the ecclesiastical separation, and it's the front page. They got it right there in the foyer of the church. They got it right on the door of the church. As soon as somebody comes in, this is our position. This is where we stand. This is what we believe. Rather than taking a sinner in and trying to teach them the word of God, they immediately put a front up there. They put up a, a, a wall. They put up a blockage. They say, no, we're not accepting people like this. We want people like us. And God forbid, God forbid that any man be turned away. God forbid a church shut out any man because they may have an ideal or a thought that's different. Right now in our home church, we have people there that have come from the Lutheran church, people that have come from the Methodist church. A man has come out of the Amish community, folks that have come out of other denominations, church of God, Bible churches, and they're all sitting in the seat of a Baptist church. Do they agree with all the doctrines? No, they probably don't. Hey, we're in a meeting this week. Do they agree with everything I say? No, they probably don't. But they're there for the ministry of the word of God. And I don't know if one man has called for separation. I don't know if one man has said, you know, we need to separate from these people or from this ideal or from this thinking. What they have called for is they've called for separation from the doctrines of devils. They've called for separation from the doctrines that instill upon men the idea that good works will save them, the baptism will save them. That's what they've called the separation from. And yet, it's been power with God. We've seen a move of God, a stirring of God. And Jesus departed thence in verse 29. He came nigh to the Sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those who were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. We've lost sight of those people because of our stance. We've lost sight of our people because of those positions. We don't want them to come taint the pews of our church. We have no cut. Many churches I go with, they would never allow somebody like that to come in. They would never go find somebody that uses crystal meth on the side of the road, living in a drainage ditch, and pick them up and clean them up and drag them to the house of God. They would never tolerate or accept somebody like that. They would never tolerate somebody that's schizophrenic to come sit in the house of God. In fact, they struggle with it. They struggle. That's a true story, by the way. They struggle greatly that they'd bring this man to the house of God. 
Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to behold, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. What have we lost sight of? This is all about the glorification of Jesus Christ. This is all about pointing men to Jesus Christ. That's why the separation stinks. I do call for separation from heresy. I do call for separation from this contemporary movement. I do call for men to deny the word of God, deny the King James Bible, and they change their music to this godless rock and roll. I do call for separation, but we're not talking about those. We're talking about men that nitpick the little things in the Bible they don't like, things they don't understand, and then they get others involved. And they go out there and find others and drag them into their sorrows and their misery and force them to break fellowship. And I'm telling you, my friend, there's a judgment day coming. And I want to be on the right side of these things concerning the church, concerning the ministry, and concerning the word of God. And I do pray you take heed to these things. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.